Hey everybody, before we get started, uh, there are no new 5-star reviews on iTunes, but if there was, I would read them right here in this opening buffer. So instead, I'm telling you about upcoming shows. August 13th, Milwaukee, Wisconsin at Shank Hall, Friday the 13th. Tickets are moving well already. They've only been on sale for a week, and I checked the numbers, and it's looking good. Uh, when we started, I think as of right now, there's less than 60 seats available um, for the show. We're hoping by the time August comes around, they're going to open the restrictions. But as of now, very limited tickets left, so don't wait. Get on it ASAP if you're in the Milwaukee area. Also, setting up shows for that weekend in Chicago and a third city to be done. I'm doing it all myself, so I'm just interacting with club owners and venue bookers directly. And it's uh, it's work, so I'm I'm trying to figure it out. Um, other than that, uh, you know, subscribe on YouTube, do that thing. If you want to support monetarily, go to the, you know, join the page, do all that. But you're doing enough. Don't feel like you have to do more. The fact you're listening this far means I already love you, huh? All right, I've been day drinking, but let's get to the show. Let's get to the the meat of the bone or something. I think my friend Earl Skakel used to say that before he started his, his podcast. Anyway, uh, let's hit the music. Enough rambling. This week in Zoltan. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Welcome to This Week in Zoltan. This is episode 323 coming at you on a uh, beautiful Wednesday afternoon. Uh, before we get started, I want to give special thanks to the people that uh, not only subscribe to my podcast, but have joined my podcast, which is YouTube's version of uh, Patreon. Uh, they're at the $9.99 a month level, the cat person level. Big special shout out to Lori, don't you know, Alex Lyman, urban mental terrorist. Thank you for your uh, terrorist money. Uh, Zesman, uh, Phoenix74, Shelly Cole, Monley, Rebecca Downs, B1 Bailey, Annette Roberts, Stephanie M, Julia Vina, Isa Don, Renee Spaulding, who I got to meet. Thanks for coming to the Jazz Show. Much appreciated. RC Woodshop, Craig Rappaport up in San Marcos, who I know. Judy Dean, Marilyn RX, longtime fan. Thank you, Marilyn. Diane Norton, Laura Rolfson, Sarah Zanto, Alan Nugent, Laura Hornstra. Thank you for your support. And your continued patronage. If you want to join them, go to YouTube, hit the join button, see what your options are, and get a special shout out. All right, enough of that. Um, thank you. I, uh, if I'm feeling, if I'm sounding a little extra zesty today, I went day drinking today. I met up with my good buddy Dave Callens, and we went to the bar. I only had one drink. I had one cocktail, and then the manager got us a shot. So I guess that means two drinks. Um, and I gotta say, I love day drinking i dude if if you don't know about day drinking it's great it's you know like the joy you feel when you get great news like you get a text back from your crush you set up a date like that kind of feeling or you bought a bunch of dogecoin and then announced through the roof or you got a, a raise or you got a promotion that kind of good feeling that's what day drinking feels like even though nothing's happened even though everything in your life is as plain and mundane as it was two hours before, now you're day drinking, and every bit of information that comes in is amazing. And so that's the high I'm on. I'm on a day drinking high. Some call it a drunk. 
Uh, but I'm not. I'm very, uh, listen to the way I'm saying my words. There's no slurs, even though I naturally slur. I'm not slurring now because I'm thinking about it. Um, but anyway, it's been, it's been great. Uh, I also do want to bring that up because that actually just crossed my mind. I get called out constantly for the way I speak because they say that I slur and I slur naturally. So anytime I post like a stand-up clip, every once in a while there's comments in there like he's slurring and they're trying to imply that I'm drunk and I'm like watching the video. I'm like, yeah, I remember that. That's a bottle of water next to me on stage and I had nothing to drink that night. I have a natural speech impediment, okay? I don't know. I don't know why I have it. It's the way I learned to talk. It's the way my mouth moves. I don't know. Uh, that's who I am. But other than that, not only do I have a speech impediment, you are talking to someone who is fully vaccinated. Yep. They microchip me. Uh, they know all my moves. They know where I'm at. I'm, uh, I'm totally chipped. We got the second shot on Saturday. And my experience wasn't that bad. I mean, I did get sick. Uh, that night, I did my jazz show, which that's what I was worried about. I, we had the shots done in the morning, and I'm like, that night I'm hosting the jazz show, so I hope I don't get sick so I can do that. And I didn't. I, I didn't get sick until after the show. I was in bed. We were about to go to sleep, and my face started feeling hot, but I was just trying to, like, I'm one of those people, instead of trying to tell myself I am sick, I try to, like, come up with another reason. So I'm like, no, I'm not getting a fever. I'm just pumped up because I just did a show, and it went really well. So I'm just high from that, and that's why my face is red and hot. And then I found out, no, you're having a fever. And so I ended up having the chills, and I had a fever a lot of the next day. You know, nothing horrible. I would take Advil. It would come down. Felt very lethargic. Um, which is not that weird for me because I'm not very energetic. I'm, <laughs> I'm not like a very, you know, up and at them kind of guy. That's not me. You know, I get the energy of a retired house cat and it shows. And um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the, the vaccine did make me feel a little drowsy. So I, I was sick Sunday and then Monday, no more fever, but uh, just no energy. And then yesterday I started feeling good. So yesterday I worked out a little bit and I feel a lot better now. Um, my vaccine story is nothing compared to Emma's. My girlfriend, she had the worst. She ended up, the poor girl ended up having a panic attack after her shot. So here's the whole, we go, we go to our appointments at 9 a.m. And she got a girl that flat out told her it's my first time giving anyone a vaccine. Which you don't say that. She was ahead of me in line, and just by luck of all the nurses there injecting people, this girl, it was her first time doing it, and then she told people. I feel like that's page one in the nursing pamphlet. Don't tell anyone it's your first day doing anything. Act like you've been doing it for decades, and you're on the verge of retirement. That's how good you are at it. But this girl went the other way. She sat down, and my girlfriend said she was like taking forever fumbling around with stuff. And she's like, are you okay? And the nurse goes, oh, it's all right. It's just my first time. You're the, you're the first person I'm giving the vaccine to. So I'm just getting my stuff straight. And then, so she's like, great, that's what I need. Cause she's already got the stuff in the news in her head, you know, like, you know, all the reports, one in 1.5 million people that have gotten the vaccine, like their heads fall off or whatever. And uh, so she's got that in her head. And then this girl's telling her it's her first time. 
so she takes forever and then she finally gives her the shot and then after she pulls the syringe out she just keeps holding her hand there and then after a long while emma once again goes is is everything okay and she goes oh yeah everything's good you're just uh, you're bleeding a lot more than i thought you would be and then she just yells off and goes and asks for help from another nurse she goes hey can you grab me that gauze over there and then they end up having to put a wad of gauze on her arm and a Band-Aid. She went and sat down to get her shot before I did. And I was done before she was close to being done. So I was like in the waiting area. They have like a waiting area with chairs spaced out six feet. Where they you have to sit there for like 15 to 20 minutes, I think. To see if you have any adverse effects. And then they let you, let you leave. And I was sitting there and I was like looking for her. I was like, where the hell is Emma? And then she finally strolls in, and I go, where have you been? And she goes, that took forever. And she had to text it to me, because we are like, space out. We're not supposed to be close. So she's like texting me everything I just told you. And then I even texted her. I'm like, hey, don't let that go to your head, all right? I know, because you don't want to let that manifest into something. And But it was too late. She was already thinking about it. She's thinking about everything she heard on the news. She was thinking about this nurse, this dumb nurse that was just way too honest. Lie. For the love of God, lie. And all of that mixed in, and then she texts me. She goes, I don't think I'm feeling that good. And I go, oh, God. I go, what's wrong? And she's like, I just don't feel good. I feel like I, I am the, I'm my, I, she's like, her vision got dark, and she started to slump forward. And I'm like, I got you. So I ran, and I got a guy. And I'm like, my girlfriend's not feeling good. So they bring a nurse and a doctor over. And I was nervous for her. Until I realized the nurse and the doctor weren't nervous. So it was kind of like being on a choppy flight where you're a little scared of the turbulence, but you notice the flight attendants aren't scared. So you're like, oh, everything must be okay. So they were calm. And then they're, and then she's like, yeah, I can't walk. So they got her a wheelchair. And this is the part that got me. So when we showed up, we were like next in line to be called to the first tent. There was a car that pulled up and this elderly black woman came out with a cane and one of the nurses came up to her and they're like oh would you like a wheelchair and she's like yes please so they got her a wheelchair and they wheeled her off and then now cut to 30 minutes later uh emma's not feeling well and she's like i can't walk so they bring a wheelchair they load her onto this wheelchair and as they're wheeling her off to like another area to check her vitals and all that we walk by and there's that same elderly black woman with the cane no more wheelchair. And I'm like, dear God, we just stole this woman's wheelchair. Um, so I felt like I was like, I felt bad for her. I felt bad for Emma. I felt bad for everyone in the tent area under observation because they were all like looking over, watching Emma almost pass out. And then like, I'm sure it was getting to them like, oh, am I, am I starting to nod off? You know, like they're going through that too. And uh, they checked on her. And they checked her vitals. Her blood pressure was super low. The doctor said she was about to faint. And uh, But after like 20 minutes, they gave her some water. And she was fine. It was a panic attack. Or uh, the doctor said, he's like, I don't like to use the term panic attack. But yeah, that's what you had. And I felt so bad for her. Like what? Because <laughs> I, honestly, I know me. Same exact thing would have happened to me. Because I also watch the news. I listen. I try to stay informed. All that stuff would be in my head, right? And then you go out there and then you find out like the nurse just goes, yeah, it's my first time. I've never done this. And you're like, could we get anybody else? Could we just 
anybody who's stuck people with needles before. I'd rather have a heroin junkie give me my first vaccine than some, like, tiny little nurse. He's like, it's my first day on the job. Here's my degree from DeVry. <laughs> I'm going to hang it up in this tent. Let me get the Sharpie needles ready. And we're going to poke you. It's like, will you please just get me a junkie from under the bridge who's just going to lick the needle and put it in. I'd feel safer with that than somebody just fumbling around with sharp stuff. But that's what she had to go through, the poor girl. Um, she ended up feeling the vaccine reactions. She ended up getting a fever well before me, so she didn't make it to the show that I did that night. But yeah, we just felt crummy for a couple days. Uh, by the way, this story isn't to scare anyone off from getting the vaccine. Go get it. Uh, you know, you're going to be all right, I think, based on my understanding. Honestly, Emma would have been fine, other than this nurse who was only taught about nursing. She wasn't taught about customer service. Will you, like, I know being a nurse and a doctor is already hard. I get that. But please teach them about customer service. It's okay to lie. Just lie, man. Lie to me. Tell me you're the best at this. Tell me, yeah, yeah I just got a medal from the president for being the best vaccine person in the entire country. Imagine how much calmer that would make your patients as opposed to you just messing around with stuff at the table just going, this is my first time. I'm just trying to look at all the tools. You know, hang tight. Uh, have you seen the pokey thing? Where's the, the needle? Whatever, you know? Where's my band-aids? I'm gonna need gauze. Why are you bleeding so much? How about more lying and less honesty as far as, you know, the medical community? Let's make me feel comfortable. Well, you chip my brain. I'm kidding. <laughs> it's all jokes. Uh, but anyway, that was the uh, that was the vaccine fiasco. And I'm wearing a hat during all this because look how bad this haircut is. It's not even a haircut anymore. It's just the way it's growing. My hair is growing in the direction that weeds grow in a yard where you're just like, I don't know what's happening, but we got to call a professional. That's where I'm at. So I'm rocking the hat on this one. Um, other than that, it's a good week, I think. I wrote some notes down. Uh, oh, yeah, the 2.2 GPA. Um, I don't mean to judge anybody. And I'm not judging. I'm actually standing up for someone. Uh, retired football player Chad Ochocinco. I think he went back to his original name, Chad Johnson. Uh, he posted a screenshot of a text thread that he had with his kid who's in high school, I guess, and his kid wanted some new sneakers that were expensive. And he responded with, well, you need to get a job so you can buy these sneakers. He goes, when I was your age, I was a you know five-star athlete playing football and track and field or whatever, some other sport. And, uh, and I held a job and I was doing that while maintaining a 2.2 GPA. So he was trying to show, hey, I'm being a good parent. I'm trying, even though I'm a millionaire, I still want my kids to work uh, for what they want, which I, 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 listen, I'm not a parent, but that seems to be the right thing to do. And then Twitter just ate him up over the 2.2 GPA remark, where they're like, really? He's trying to pretend to be a good dad and he's just promoting a 2.2 GPA? And that just rubbed me all the wrong way because I've been on Twitter since 2011. I've been on Twitter for 10 years. I've read a lot of tweets. I've written 
a lot of tweets. I've looked at a lot of other people's little thoughts and little things they've put up. The former president of the United States, I've read most of his tweets. And based on all the tweets that I've read Twitter users put out there, most of us aren't better than a 2.2 GPA, okay? I've read your intelligent thoughts on politics and uh, social issues and Netflix shows and who should host the Oscars and Coney 2012. I've read all of them. And guess what? We look like a 2.2 GPA population. We're not that great. 2.2 is average. It's a C average. Guess what? Look around. It's a C average population that we live in. And if for a second you're like, but I'm better than a C average, are you? Are you really? Because I know I'm not. 2.75 high school GPA. That was my average. Never went to college. So that's me. So if you are out there and you're looking at the population going, look at all these average saps. You might want to also take that other quarter turn and find like a reflective window and look at yourself. Your tweets aren't that great either. You're probably not that much better of a parent than Chad Johnson was trying to be in that situation. Who are you to poo-poo a 2.2 GPA? This guy wasn't a neurosurgeon, all right? He wasn't uh, doing brain transplants. He wasn't trying to solve uh, climate change or fix the hole in the ozone or replenish the ocean with fish so we don't have to quit eating fish. He was a football player that worked for everything he had and now he has kids and millions of dollars and he's trying to teach his kids that you got to work for sneakers you want and you got to still you know, keep a job and do decent in school. That's what he was trying to do. Quit acting like you better than 2.2 cuz even if you are you're not that much better watch i i'm just assuming most of the people that listen to my podcast aren't like neurosurgeons that'd be really weird if i find that out just a large backlash from people going well actually i have a doctorate in uh being a genius and uh my gpa isn't even counted in numerics uh, I, I moved over into alphabets, and I have a Z average, which is the highest you could have. And that's where I'd come in with my name. Well, my name is actually Zoltan. Then they're like, well, that's why we liked you in the first place. We thought you had a higher level of learning, but we've heard you talk enough, and we now see that you don't. You feel the energy that's coming off of me? That's from the day drinking. And I'm also drinking coffee in front of you. Mmm. We did that. Um, Biden, I read something Biden did, which by the way, can I ask, are we allowed to like, uh, make fun of the president again? Is that cool now since it's like this other guy? <laughs> Cause I gotta be honest, the last four years before this, it was hard. We weren't allowed to make fun of the president, uh, because the people that supported the president were pretty aggressive. They looked aggressive. They looked like they could kick your ass. Uh, but they also had guns, just to make sure that, like, even if you beat us hand-to-hand, -hand, we are going to uh, shoot you. And I, I, I'm glad it's over. Because they also picked a president that there's, like, a million punchlines all around him. He looked funny. He said wild things. He tweeted a lot of stuff. Uh, and then we couldn't make fun of him without fear of, like, uh, getting our ass kicked or shot or something. 
But now Biden's the president, and I think I think we can all make fun of him. I don't think anyone's defending him that hard, you know? I think we can we can trash him. He's old. He I, I saw a picture of uh, Biden with his two dogs, and he's way too old for those two dogs. He has two giant German shepherds that look young, and he is uh, Prince Philip's age, and he's dead, okay? So, and he just has these giant, you don't see old people with giant dogs. You, you see them with small dogs, just in case they like flip out, you know, they can still grab them with their osteoporosis bones and control them in a dangerous situation. Joe Biden has two dogs that were, when I saw the picture, I was just hoping that Secret Service was really taking them for walks. Like, but don't let the leader of the free world walk two hellhounds out on the premises of the White House. His arms are gonna fall off, all right? They're gonna see a squirrel and they're just gonna rip the president's arms right out of its socket and haul ass, leaving the rest of his carcass behind. Can we make fun of the president again? That's my point. Uh, I think we can. Um, the president put out some new, uh, like, uh, you know, to help the economy. I love how I'm proving my 2.75 GPA right now. You know, he put out the thing with the economy. Uh, he put out the new plan, stimulus package, sending some money out, which is good. Uh, I think I'm a fan of it. And he also has a new capital gains tax, which I'm not against a capital gains tax. Uh, from what I understand, capital gains is what you make when you sell stock. So if you have a bunch of Apple stock and you've made like a million dollars, you sell that, you have to pay the same tax rate as if it was income which I didn't know it wasn't that high before, but they raised it, which I think is good. But at the same time, I think it's a kick in the nuts because they put this in place the same year that a bunch of average jabronis are actually making money off a of Dogecoin. You know, like the first year that you, me and the other hump dump that's like pumping gas at the Chevron can actually become millionaires. Now they're like, ooh, capital gains tax. It's like, where were you before? I think they should make a caveat in the new capital gains tax where, yes, you do have to pay the same tax rate as you would if it was income, but only if this isn't the first time you've ever made a million dollars. Like, if it's your first time, if before this big cryptocurrency wave, you were just stocking shelves at Walmart and then you somehow risked your life savings into Dogecoin and it became a million dollars, you keep that, all right? The, the world has taken a dump on your face long enough. It's your time to shine. You keep this million dollars. Uh, every dog has its day. Live your life. But if you've been like a millionaire because like you got pulled out of the crotch of another millionaire, and you're just a millionaire because you share their last name and you kind of haven't done anything great, yeah, then capital gains tax for you if you sell some Netflix stock and you just add to your, you know, treasure trove of whatever reason money, then yeah, capital gains tax the hell out of that. But if you're a first-time Richie, you know what I mean? If you're new money, if you're Kathy Bates on the Titanic, be easy with the capital gains tax. She just bought a fur coat, all right? She's still talking to Leonardo DiCaprio, who's not on her level, putting a tuxedo on him. She's a good gal. Don't give her a capital gains tax.
but you know, that the, the other people on there, the uh, Rockefellers, yeah, capital gains, tax them to the moon. But leave the rest of us alone. We're just trying to make money for the first time on Dogecoin. Which I, uh, I do cryptocurrency, uh, which I don't even know if that's the right way to say it, that I do it. I have some. Um, I don't, I hope that it will make me some money, but I'm also pessimistic because historically, uh, regular jabronis making a bunch of money off investing hasn't happened. You don't hear that a lot. It's a very rare story. It's usually a lineage of money that, that happens to work out. I mean, I hope it does. I just find it odd that, like, Bitcoin grew in popularity right as the Occupy movement ended. It was a movement where everyone was like, we hate the 1%, we hate banks, and then rich people got scared, and they're like, uh, how about fake currency? And then we went, yeah, we got a chance. I, I hope it works out. I'm just being a little negative about it. I hope everyone makes a million dollars. I hope all the people that have worked nine to fives breaking their backs uh, with without that much to show. I hope you guys make it to the moon and you're all wearing monocles and you're dressed like the Monopoly guy. I hope. I'm pulling for you. Kid from the trailer park, man. I love seeing working class win. But at the same time, I'm afraid because I've never seen it happen. In mass quantities, every once in a while, the working man wins. But a lot of times, you don't see a lot of that class of people just start killing it. And it just scares me. You know? I think the rich got scared with all the Occupy people taking up parks. And they're like, they're starting to notice that we're getting richer. They're getting poorer. Let's throw them something. And then they made up Monopoly money called Bitcoin and Ethereum and Dogecoin and what have you. Chainlink. And they're like, why don't you invest in nothing? And you see it going up. But And I, I know people are making money off of it now. I'm just skeptical of the long run. Because now they're starting to, um, what's the word for it? Not register the market. But they're starting to survey the market. There's a word for it that I'm not remembering. I'm sure you're yelling at it, at me right now. But uh, they're going to start eyeballing this market. And it's very volatile. And I just see a scenario where you, me, and all my friends that have put money into this somehow lose it, and somehow Mark Cuban and uh, Elon Musk become trillionaires. I, it's, uh, I hope not, but I, I'm afraid. What else happened? Oh, the, uh, the CDC has come out and allowed something I've been doing the entire time, like an idiot, I guess. I don't know. The CDC came out and said, if you're fully vaccinated, you can now walk outside of your house uh, without a mask, as long as you're not in a big group of people. And I was like, I've never not done that. And I'm not one of those people. I'm not one of those like anti-CDC, anti-Fauci. I'm not one of those people. I wear a mask. I'm, I'm trying to protect other people, socially distance. But I never wore a mask outside if there was nobody around. Why would you? That's from, it's, you're not going to get it from a tree. Like what? Why would you do that? Why would you ever walk down a street where there's nobody around you and just still have a mask? There's, you got, it's, you got to get it from somebody, you know? It's like sex. You can do it by yourself, but it only counts if there's someone else there. That's how, my understanding, how COVID works, you, there has to be someone in the vicinity to have their spittle 
get into the air and land in your eyes, and then you get the flu, I, my understanding. I never knew that we had to walk around in public around nobody and wear a mask. <laughs> no. And so now I'm fully vaccinated, so now I'm doing the thing that I've been doing all along, and I kind of wish I wasn't. I kind of wish I knew or had listened to the fact that I was supposed to wear a mask outside by myself around nobody. I wish I had listened to that because now I would have felt like I re reached a level of normalcy. Or like, oh, I reached the next level and I can take my mask off. But I didn't. I haven't been wearing my mask the whole time. So it now just feels like, oh, I was getting away with something I didn't realize. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, oh, I, I could have felt a little dirty about the way I was living my life. But apparently I had no clue. So I wasn't getting away with anything. Uh, but thank you, CDC. You can now wear a mask outside without, if you're fully vaccinated, which I am. Got the two shots. I'm so excited about being fully vaccinated. First thing I did, ran to the grocery store, started squeezing avocados again. You know, so tired of guessing. Spent 12 months guessing. Ah, that looks soft. And then I get home, I bought green rocks. But now I'm out there squeezing again. Because uh, I, I guess I won't die, which is good. Um... Still watching a lot of Netflix. I feel like Netflix trailers end up getting me to watch programs that aren't... Th they do a good job with the trailers. They suck you in. I watched that movie, Did You Kill Me? Question mark. And the trailer for it is so good. It's like a social media messaging thing with the picture of this girl's face. And then they're like going back and forth. Oh, you're cute. We should meet up. And then the message just goes, Why did you kill me? And then that's the trailer to watch the show. And you're like... What mind-blowing, you know, afterlife kind of documentary is this? And then you watch it, and essentially that documentary is just that meth heads in Riverside accidentally invented catfishing. That's what the documentary is. This poor woman was killed because she got caught up in some gang thing that her brothers were into because they were into meth, and her mother was into meth, and she was the only one in the family that wasn't into meth. And then she ended up getting killed, so then they tried to find the killer. The cops weren't getting things done, so they took her picture, went on MySpace, and started adding people that were in a gang that they suspected of killing her, and then ended up putting together a puzzle by catfishing all these dudes that helped the cops make an arrest. Say that in the trailer. Because I don't really want to watch an hour and a half documentary about people with weak jaws talking about how they invented catfishing. I could have gone without that. Not that it's not a good documentary. It's good. Watch it. But it's not as good as the trailer. The trailer, you thought it was some weird afterlife thing with the twists. I kept waiting for a big twist, but there wasn't. It was just someone with no teeth going, and then I took her picture, and I, uh, I, I said it was me, but it wasn't me. And then I started asking questions like, why'd you kill me? What kind of car do you drive? Where do you live? And then I gave that to the, to the police, and then uh, they made some arrests credits that's the show that wasn't shown in the trailer tell me next time and i can just go watch uh, godzilla versus king kong you know saving me some time all right um i think that's the show for this week thank you so much for watching or listening if you're listening on uh the podcast app or spotify or whatever the hell you're listening on thank you for listening well, however you can leave a review 
uh, do that five stars don't forget to subscribe on uh, YouTube you don't have to join to give me money but if you want to that's there too subscribing is for free and it goes a long way and I much appreciate it if you haven't watched my uh, Cleveland vlog please do it's got some new jokes in there and some walking around the city uh, I'm really proud of it uh, put in some good work the guy Alec Parent did a really good job shooting and editing it and other than that man I hope you're doing well it feels like things are going back to normal. I know numbers are spiking around the world, but they aren't in the United States, at least from what I've heard. So I hope that's still going well. Hope you and your family are doing healthy. And I think, yeah, that's the show, man. What do you want me to tell you? Ciao, everybody. And ciao.